0: we're going to begin a series of Shurim binyanet tshuva uh, to discuss a number of, a number of various different uh, aspects of tshuva. And for the first year we're go- going to discuss a basic question that was posed by Rabbi Vasamin in Kovetz Mamarim. Uh, in a Mamarala tshuva, the, Rabbi Hanan Vasimin posed a question to the Chafetz Chaim, and he asked whether tshuva was midas hadin or midas rachamim. In other words, if somebody does a hate And then he... Truly, truly repents. He is really sorry, really regrets what he did, and he changed his whole derech, and he doesn't return to that, to that chait. The fact that he gets kapara, is that something that is deserved, and he should be, should, he should achieve kapara? Or is that something that he, that is awarded to him based on rachamim and chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Right? Is midas midasadin, the fact that we, Accept the fact that a who Bochu accepts somebody who repents and is Chosim is, is that something that he deserves, B'midas Hadin? Or is that something that's awarded to him, Bemidas harachamim? That's the question that's posed by, by Rabbi uh, before discussing that issue per se, I would like to, uh, uh, quickly talk a little, a little bit about Pashas say Pashas Hashavua. Uh, says it begins, with the entire story of the Fatoor. Somebody goes out to war, and in the middle of battle, you know, he, he, there, there are a number of people that are taken prisoner, and over there, one of the prisoners is, is a beautiful woman. And you decide that you want to marry this beautiful prisoner. The Torah has an entire list of things that one has to do in order to allow you to marry this woman. So, there are a number of things that you do and if in the end you don't want her, then, then you're not allowed to do anything else with her. That's the Parsha vifat Torah. Chazal, regarding the parsha of, the, of Ifat Torah make an interesting comment. La is rashi, lo keneged This entire parsha is the Torah is speaking keneged Hara. In other words the truth is that apparently the truth is that really there should be no allowance to marry this, this woman. This woman is not Jewish. And even if there's gairus over here, the gairus here is not necessarily done voluntarily, but it's imposed upon this woman. And really, there should be no reason to allow one to marry a prisoner that was taken uh, taken in war. There are ethical issues, moral issues, and religious issues as well. But Rashi says, "Lo Dibra Torah Baruch Hu if HaKadosh Baruch will not, not make allowances and allow a person in such a vulnerable situation where he went out to war, will not allow a man or a Jew to marry this woman, then he'll do it, he'll violate the law, and he'll do it in any case. Etc., etc., and really you shouldn't do it. And it's better that we should make allowances and allow you to do it in a certain way, with certain laws, in a way that's, that's best. Since if we would say that it's usr, if we would prohibit it, man would fail and would do it anyway. There are a number of other examples in which the mafarshim or or Khazal or, or, or applied this din of low Dibra Torah El Sahara. Uh, a famous example, for instance, is I think the Ababunel who says that the entire Pasha of Melech is Low Dibra Torah El Kane Sahara. The Ababunel, who was a big Democrat, felt that mar- monarchies were not necessarily a good way of form of government. And when people come and say you know, People are going to do it anyway. They need a leader, they need a king. The truth is that really God should be our king. But being that people need uh, to have some kind of a uh, a king that they can follow, and therefore the Torah made for allowances and allowed people to appoint the king over themselves. And there are other examples as well. There are Rishonim uh, that say that uh, the ability to, to eat meat is Lo Torah El Kanegid When we lived around the Mishkan, then people, in order to eat, meat, would bring it as a carbon shlamim. But when we go to Eretz Yisrael and people live far away from the base hamigdash and every time you want to eat meat, you cannot necessarily bring it as a carbon shlamim. So the Torah gave allowances Kanegid Yisahara and said, "You know what? I'll let you eat meat, even though it's not. You, you'll not bring it as a carbon shlamim." What's well, called basar taiva. Some some say that that's an, another example of lo devar Torah el In other words, there are a number of limited examples where we can say that the Torah made certain allowances to the frailty of man. Man in this situation will not be able to uphold what really should be. You know, in an objective sense, and therefore the Torah is willing to bend and make allowances for the frailty of man and say, you know what, I'm going to allow you to eat meat under certain circumstances in certain ways, and you have to do shritah and you have to do Malika, etc., 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 but I'm going to allow you to eat baser taiva, even though it might not be uh, what one should do objectively. I will allow you to marry this woman, this prisoner, even though it might not be what should objectively be allowed. But being that man in such a vulnerable state, when he's in war and he sees death all around him and he thinks about his own you know, finitude, um, might be in a very, very vulnerable state. And if we don't make allowances, people will do it in a prohibited fashion. And therefore, the Torah makes certain allowances to human frailty Lod de Okay, so that's a, an interesting idea, an interesting examples, yes. but I think it's possible to say that this idea of lo de Sahara al- Kanegi di tzahara might be much broader than that. In other words, it's true that there are certain limited examples where the Torah makes allowances, but the concept of lo de b'Torah al- tzahara in the broader sense might be something which is all encompassing, and I'll explain what I mean. First of all, the term Lo Dibra Torah, right? The, the Dibra of the Torah. What exactly is the Dibra of the Torah and what does it mean? We have another interesting phrase. Um, Dibra Torah kalashon b'nei Adam. That so the Torah used, you know, couched the Torah in, in words in, in that, that, that is the Lashon of b'nei Adam, the way people speak. In other words, uh, for, for, for instance, if the Torah would repeat a word, so should you make a drush about that repetition? Or do you say, no, the Torah is using the human forms of speech? Because that's the way the Torah talks. And in other words, the idea behind Deber Torah, Colossal Adam, is the Torah, even though the Torah is Torah Hashem, and Torah Hashem is perfect in every way, but Torah Hashem is given to man. And therefore, the way that the Torah converses, and the way that the Torah expresses itself is in human language. In other words, the idea of Dibet Torah, Koloshim Adam, might be that the Torah, although it is divine, although it is infinite, although it is, is the absolute truth of Hashem, nevertheless the Torah is given to man. And man is frail, man is finite, man repeats words, man speaks not in the words of the Torah, man speaks in the words of man. And therefore, the Dibur of the Torah, which is the communication, the Tikshoret, the way in which the Torah communicates with man, is belashom Bnei Adam, because the Torah, even though it's Torah Hashem, is given for man to, for man to understand. Similarly, we might say that the idea of Lo Dibur Torah el kine, kine expresses a certain truth that the Torah, although it is Torah Hashem, is being given to man. And man, in all his frailties, with all his passions, man often fails. And therefore, the Torah, in general, is given to man who is finite, who is limited, who fails, who has yitzhara. Lo Dibber Torah El Kenege yitzhara is not only in these certain limited examples. These limited examples prove the point. But, but they prove a general truth about the Torah, that the Torah, although it's Torah's Hashem, is given to man, and therefore it relates itself to the human, to the, to the, to the, frail human condition. This idea, uh, expresses itself, uh, or finds a very, very interesting expression in a fascinating Gemara, which is a very, very famous Gemara that's found in Shabbos, uh, Daf Pech and Beis. Uh, the G'mon Shabbos over there discusses Mamad uh, HaSinai and in the context of that discussion uh, you have a Memra of Rabbi Yishua ibn Levi. V'amra Rabbi Yishua ibn Levi Bishasha sha'ala Moshe lamarom amru malachei asharet lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the heavens to receive the Torah so the heavenly angels said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu R'ibonu shalom ma liyiludi shabineinu what is a man, somebody who is born of woman, what is he doing amongst us, the heavenly angels? amalehen lehen Kabel Torah Moshe Abenu, this human being, came to receive the Torah. Amu the heavenly angel said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chamuda gnuza she gnuza lecha at kodem shnera the Torah, which is objective truth, which, which, which precedes the, the, creation of the world. You want to give it to a man of flesh and blood? Who is man? What is he worth? You are great. The Torah precedes the world. The Torah is Torah's Hashem. The Torah cannot be limited to any context of time and space. It can't be given to finite man. So told Moshe, You go and respond to these angels. You explain to them why it's correct that you should be receiving the Torah. I'm afraid to answer them. They might burn me up with the, with the, with the breath that comes out of their mouths. Hold on to the, the holy throne and, and answer them. and it brings a pasuk. Amal lefanuf, ribon Torah shat li maktivba. He said, "What does it say in the Torah?" So the answer was, "Anochi yashem ukecha, I shall say Amalahen. So, pardon receiving this shua from Hakadosh Baruch He turned to the angels and said, "L'mitsrayim yiradatem." You know, it says, "I'm the Lord of God that took you out of, out of Egypt. Were you in Egypt?" Lefaru shtabadatem? Are you slaves to Paro? Torah lama teilachem? Why do you need the Torah? Shuv, maktiva. Again, he turned to our Baruchu. Moshe Rabbeinu Kaviyachol turns to our Baruchu and says, "What does it say in the Torah? Lo yilacha, lo You should not have a far a, a, another God. So Moshe Rabbeinu turns to the angels. Do you live amongst the nations that worship Avodah Zarah, That you have to be told not to worship any other idols? Any other gods? again, what does it say? Yom It says that you have to, you have to be, you have to be, you have to remember Shabbos. Kluma you the angels. Do you labor? Shatem shvut, that you have to rest on the seventh day? Shuv maktiva. What does it say in the Torah? Lotisa Lotisa lo shemel kechel mashav. Lo tisa. You shouldn't say the name of God in vain. Masal matanyeish beinechem. Do you have business that you might take a shavua, take an oath, and use the shem Hashem lashav? Shuv maktiva. What else does it say in the Torah? Kaberet avicha vetimecha. Honor your father, honor your mother. Do you have a father? Do you have a mother? Don't murder. Don't, uh, don't, don't, uh, have illicit relationships. Don't steal. Do you have jealousies amongst one, one, one another? Do you have the evil inclination? Immediately they admitted that it's correct to give the Torah to man. Shneemar Hashemadonenu Ma'adir Shimcha, Vilts Nahot Loktiv. Miyad Kolechad Mechad, Nase Lo Ohhev, lo Lodavar. Each one of the angels became a friend, befriended Moshe Abenu, and each one gave him a certain present. Shneemar brings a pasuk, And then the Gemara, and then the Gemara continues and concludes. Regarding the whole story of uh, Parshas Korach, when there was a mag-a-fah. so Moshe Rabbeinu told Aaron to to uh, stop the k'torists in order to stop the magefa. <laughs> Had the Malach HaMavis not told Moshe Rabbeinu the secret of stopping the Magefa, how could Moshe Rabbeinu possibly have known? And therefore, the Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah, and all the heavenly angels admitted that, that Moshe Rabbeinu deserved to receive the Torah, because the Torah, although it's Torah Hashem, although it precedes, precedes the creation of the entire world, although it's ob- it's objective divine truth, nevertheless the Torah was written to be given to man. The Torah is written to be given to finite, failing man that has yetsahara, that has passions, that has Kinnah, that has a father, that has a mother, that is, sometimes has, uh, feels he has to be Ovidavarazara, that feels he wants to kill people, that, 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 has, that, has, that has, does business with his fellow, that, that, uh, that, that is tempted to, to be Nishbala Sheker. That's who the Torah was given to. In other words, Torah on the one hand is precedes Briya Olam, On the one hand, it's objective divine truth, but on the other hand, the Torah was, was, is to be given, is written in the language. The, the, the receivers of the Torah, the, the the address to whom the Torah, Torah is sent, is to man. And that discrepancy is exactly what this, what this Gemara discusses. That steer, that contradiction between, on the one hand, being Torah Hashem, being divine, being objective truth, being something that 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 has no time and has no space, that's that's the infinite word of God, and on the other hand, Torah is is given and addressed to who, to finite frail man. That's the idea of Diva Torah Blusham Adam. And to a certain extent, that's also the idea of Lo Divra Torah Elekanegi In other words, Torah, if it's given to man, is given to man that has an evil inclination. Is given to man that has a yitzahara. In other words, if we would go back to the original question that we began with, is Chuva Midas ha-din or Midas Rachamin? I would say, of course, chuvah is midas rachamin. How can you, if somebody did something, if somebody, chas v'shalom killed somebody, right, there are certain things that you can do. You can steal and you can return what you stole. But let's say somebody killed somebody. You can never undo what you did. And if chuvah in such a case works, it's only midas rachamin. But it's not even in cases where you killed somebody. Let's say somebody said lashon har about somebody and hurt somebody's feelings even though he might ask for mechila, nevertheless, at that point, those per- pers- that, that person's feelings were hurt. And even if he repented, and even if he asked for mechila, and even if the other party was willing to mochil him, there's no way to take away that original hurt. If somebody was mechal Shabbos, he was mechal Shabbos, you can do tshuva from today till tomorrow. But that little Shabbos was done. If somebody ate tarfus, he ate tarfus. And you can never change that, even if one did tshuva. So there's no doubt that the idea of tshuva, if somebody repented and says vidoy and he had charat and he has kabbalah la'asid, there's no doubt that that's midas rachamim. However, if the Torah, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates man, with the Sahara, creates man with all his frailties, then Midas ha'din HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to give man the opportunity to do tshuva. Otherwise man can't exist. And that idea is exactly what we find at the beginning of Vreshis. Where the Torah begins Braishis Bara'alokim at Shmain Vita v'ta'aretz. And the term Elohim always refers to Midas Hadin. And the Torah begins by talking about how Hakarish Hu created the world with Midas Hadin. the Torah continues uh, later in Perek uh, Be'ez In Perek Be'ez all of a sudden when it talks about the the B'riyasa Olam all of a sudden it talks about Hashem Elokim not only Elohim, which is Midas Rachamim, but Hashem Elohim, and Hashem, Yidke Vavke, is always a a reference to Midas Rachamim. So Chazal already noticed this discrepancy, and Rashi points out, or Chazal points out that the introduction here of Hashem Elohim is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with Midas and then he saw that the world can't exist by Midas Adin, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu felt that it was necessary to, to have Rachamim joined in, otherwise the world cannot exist. So this idea that in order for the world to exist, rachamim is needed because without that the world can't exist. That's exactly the idea. That's where the idea of tshuva comes in. If you create the world and you also create with part of creation is creating man, and you create man with with passions, you create man with 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 a yitzharo with you, you create finite man with frailties with passions and 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 man call them man will ultimately man will fail then you must must give also the opportunity of man to repent otherwise man simply falls into a situation of hate and he can never pick himself up so it may be very, it might might be true, that the concept of tshuva, the ability to repent, might be something that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's allows and awards man, Midas because logically it makes no sense. But the opportunity for tshuva is, is a necessary function, of, the creation of the world and creation of man that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to create man, and the idea of creating man in an imperfect sense is to give him the opportunity to create perfection in the world, then you have to give man, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hu has to give man the opportunity to repent as well. And therefore it might be very, very true that the idea of tshuva, the ability to repent and that Hakadosh Baruch is willing to give man a second chance, and although man did a chait, if man truly repents and has charata and kabbalah asin and he says vidoy, man is willing to Hakadosh Baruch is willing to to erase the chait. That's something that certainly is midas rachamim, but that rachamim is necessary for the existence of the world and for the existence of man. Without Rachamim, the world can't exist. The world cannot exist amidas Hadin alone. The world can't exist on Mishpat alone. In order for the world to exist, it requires Rachamim as well. And therefore, regarding the question of the that was posed by Rabbi Chanan Vasamin, Hashem Yikom Damo, it seems to me that this idea that we have in Parsha Hashavua, in the Parsha of Yifas Torah, that Lo Dibra Torah Ela is a broader concept that any particular limited Parsha here or there. But the entire Torah was given to man. The entire was Torah was given and is geared and is addressed to man in all his frailties and with all his passions. And therefore, the concept of contact, the, the the whole concept of chuva which might be Rachamin is part of the idea of l'odevitor el Tzahara that divetor kloshem adam that the torah is being addressed to man and is given to man who is finite who is of flesh and blood who is of passions who has an evil inclination who will who will ultimately fail and therefore has to be given the opportunity for tshuva. so that i think is the idea that, uh, that's being expressed in, in all the sources that, 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 we saw over here today. That the idea of tshuva certainly is one of rachamim. But the idea of rachamim is of an, is ne- necessary for the king of the entire world. Without rachamim, the world cannot exist. And without the possibility of tshuva, the world cannot exist. And therefore, the idea of rachamim, that joins Din together and allows man the opportunity, if he ever fails, to pick himself up from the ground and to begin to walk again. That concept, which is rachamin, is something that's necessary for the existence of the entire world and the existence of man. And that, I think, is the idea of Tshuva, which certainly is, is rachamin. But it's that man can demand, because he was created in, in, in an imperfect state, full of passions and full of weaknesses and full of frailty. And therefore, tshuva is a necessity which has to be awarded man.